0: way in our midst may none of us live the same oh god in jesus name i pray and the saints said amen oh hallelujah glory to god so we're going to continue i believe we are all blessed god bless you all and today we're going to continue with our message on how to be close to god this is one of the most important messages Because many Christians must realize that being close to God is what matters. It is very very important to be close to God. So we talked about reasons or ways we can be close to God and the first way we talked about is to be a worshipper of God. I want to encourage you to invite people because this is really really powerful. Invite people, have expectation because God is going to bless you today. Hallelujah. So how to be close to God? I think we've said it a lot, so I'll just continue. It's very important to be close to God. The Bible says, my nearness to God is for my good. It means that it, is, it benefits me when I'm close to God. It benefits me when I am close to God. So what is the most important thing? What are the steps? How do you become close to God? Number one, you should be a worshiper of God. Because the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6, let's look at verse 12. Hebrews 6, 12 The Bible says that we should not be lazy, but we should be imitators of those who, through faith and patience, inherit the promises. So we shouldn't be lazy because it takes hard work to be a follower. It takes hard work to be a follower of people who have done well in God. It takes hard work to be a follower of anyone who has succeeded. If you, you, you want to succeed, if you want to be rich and you follow someone who is rich, you need hard work. Recording progress. You need hard work for everything. Hallelujah. So it's very, very important that in the same way, we need to Recording. be hardworking. We need to be hardworking if we want to be worshippers of God. Hallelujah. So how do you become a worshipper of God? You do so, you first have to ask God sincerely to give you the heart of worship. Because you and I need the heart of worship before we can be worshippers of God. Father, bless us through your word in Jesus' name. We need the heart of worship. Without the heart of worship, we cannot be worshippers of God. David the king had the heart of worship. He had the heart of worship to worship God in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. So the first thing to do is to acknowledge that I am not a worshiper of God or I want to get to a very high level of worship. That's why the song, uh, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. So, I can do better in worship. So, God, make me a worshipper of you because I've realized that I can do better. I I need to know you more. I need to love you more because when we pray to God to make us people of of, of worship who worship Him, we would do well. And we realize that David the King was a worshipper of God and not just Singing. Singing was a critical or, or a crucial or a very important part of David's worship, the king. But we are talking about worship where we are worshipping in singing. So that's what David did. But living a life of worship to God or placing great worth on God was very, very important. It's very important to realize that we need to place great worth on God. I can't overemphasize it. It means that we've heard it. In fact, this is our fourth of faith a, 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 a part, and we've heard it over and over again that we need to be worshippers of God. We, we that we need the heart of worship. So it means that from now on, let's make it a goal to be close to God. Let's make it a goal to be a worshiper of God. Let's make it a goal to pray to God. God, give me the heart of worship. I want to love you more. I want to worship you. I want to to know you more. I want to. I want my life. To be a life that glorifies you, that worships you, that honors you. So that should be our prayer. My prayer should always be, your prayer should always be, Lord, make me a worshiper. Otherwise, all the things we, we we are hearing, we will see how important they are. They will be a blessing to us, but it takes more than just wanting to. The Bible says, for it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. The Bible also says that God is is this God who works in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So we talked about the fact that David the king was a worshipper, and that gave him a deep heart towards God. And he wrote a lot of the Psalms. He wrote 73 of the Psalms attributed to David. Hallelujah. 11 of the Psalms to the sons of Korah, 2 to Solomon and Moses. We all know Moses. teaches us to number our days that we might apply our hearts to wisdom. Look at David the king and the kind of songs he sang. I mean, he was in the wilderness and looking after a few sheep, but he wanted the presence of God. Lord, I want to be where you are. Lord, I want to dwell in your presence. Lord, as the deer panted after the water, so longeth my soul after you. One thing I have desired, one thing that I seek, that I may dwell in your house all the days of my life. To inquire in your temple and to behold your beauty and to inquire in your temples, meaning that I want to always remember that you are beautiful. I always want to behold your beauty. I always want to say, "Oh Lord, you are beautiful." I always want to see your beauty. That's very important. It, it shouldn't be that we are Christians and we don't have a tender heart towards God anymore. We don't see the great worth. Uh, we don't place great worth in, in, on, on God or in God. And anytime there is a decision to make, we don't consider God's, the, the weight or, 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 the, or the significance of God in our decisions. Meaning that we can make a decision, there's a decision that can honor God, and there's a decision that might not honor God, but might benefit you or someone else. Now, this decision has nothing to do with right or wrong, but which one are you going to go for? Are you going to go for the one that honors God? Or glorifies God, or you are going to go for the the, the, or do the thing that will glorify someone else, or glorify yourself. Which decision? So you and I need to get to the point where honouring God and God Himself is the most important. He is the priority. He is the priority or priority or priority. Very very important. That that. So when we and I have that mindset then we will aspire to be worshipers of God because that's one of the things that God loves the most. When you look throughout the Bible, you see good people. Daniel was a good man. Joseph was a good man. Joseph, even though he struggled, he did something that David was not able to do. Then Joseph forgave. David will kill you with a sword. Daniel, uh, Joseph ran away from a woman. David went into a woman. He was not perfect. All these things that David did, but because of his heart towards God, there is no way in the Bible that we see that God says that because of this man, because of David, because of my servant David, I will make sure that there is a light in Judah. Because of my servant David, I will spare this person. Because of David, he did things. He he would have uh, pronounced certain judgments. He would have taken his eyes off Judah and, 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 and so many different things but because of david he had to keep his promise because he promised to david how how many prophets how many people were told by god that look you have an everlasting kingdom but my, my son is going to be established upon your throne the, the throne of david is going to be established look at isaiah uh, uh, isaiah 9 6. let's look at isaiah 9, 6. let me show you okay nice verse there hallelujah isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 the bible says for unto us a son is born, unto us a child, unto us a child is given. A child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Pali. Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, verse seven, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. Look at this in NLT. This is very powerful. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. All because this man had certain qualities. NLT, please. Verse 7. Just verse 7, please. His, his ever-expanding peaceful government will never end. He will rule forever with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David. I mean, the God of the universe is going to rule from the throne of David. I mean, not the throne of any other king, but the throne of that man who was not perfect. The throne of that man who, who many of us watching uh, might be more perfect than him. But the difference between the perfect people and David was that David loved God. As for that, there was no dispute. David, as for love, he loved God. He worshipped God. So I'm going to encourage us to be such people. When you are such a person, you will have that story. Where you will die in a good old age. The Bible says, oh, and David the king died in a good old age, full of days, Full of riches. This is first Chronicles chapter 29. And I'll read from verse 26. Thus David, the son of Jesse, reigned over all Israel. And the time that he reigned over Israel was 40 years. Seven years reigned he in Hebron, and 30 and three years reigned he in Jerusalem, 40 years. And he died in a good old age, full of days, riches and honor. And Solomon, his son, ruled or reigned in his stead, or ruled, ruled in his place. That Is the reward for someone who is close to God. That's why John couldn't die. I mean, they they tried to, they martyred all the the, 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 the apostles and they died. But when John was supposed to be martyred or supposed to be murdered or killed, they couldn't kill him. So they just had to banish him to the Isle of Patmos. And he wrote Revelation there. Which most likely or definitely it will be the last book of the Bible. The last book written. Hallelujah. What a blessing. So you can see the heart of the king, the heart of David the king. So I want to encourage us to to, to be worshippers. Decide that I am going to be a worshipper of God. I'm going to place great work on him. I'm going to worship him in spirit and in truth. And true worship cannot come without the truth of knowing God. How can you worship who you don't know? Actually, let's read it. Look at John chapter 4. Glory. Let's see what Jesus said about worship. John chapter 4. Let's uh, start from verse 5. John 4 from verse 5. Then cometh he to the city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Joseph's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied, see, Jesus laid aside his mighty power, so he became tired. God became tired because he was fully God and yet fully man. God has never, ever been tired in eternity till he became a man. With his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a the woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, give me to drink. I'm surprised uh, nothing is coming up yet. But Anyway, give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou being a Jew asketh drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Verse 10. Jesus answered and said unto her, Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knowest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. We'll touch on this another time. It's our church. But let's continue. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. So she didn't understand that he's not talking about physical water to drink. He's talking about spiritual water. Who oh, the Holy Ghost is working. Jesus saith unto her, Go call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast said well; hath well said, I have no husband. Hurry up, please. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that saith thou truly. So, meaning that she was right, and he was also right. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. This is, we are getting to the place. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet in Jerusalem worship the Father. He, God, this is it. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. So you don't even know, you are, yes, you are worshiping, but you don't even know who you are worshiping. So how can you worship in truth when you don't know Him? Let's continue verse 24. By verse 22 we are looking for, but we all know that verse 23 and 24. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipper shall. Worship the Father in spirit and in truth because they know him now. To How can you worship someone in truth? How can you place great work on someone you don't know? For the Father seeketh for such to worship. For God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That's verse 24. Now go back to verse 22. So, very important, You do, use NLT. You do not know what you are worshiping. Or you don't know who you are worshiping. To be a true worshipper. That's why David said, Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. David the king was someone who knew the word. He, I have hidden thy laws in my heart. He, he, he was someone who knew the word of God. He studied the word of God. Whilst other people are running from church after service, David is saying that I will prefer to be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to be around with the, the, the wicked, enjoying riches. Now look at it in, in NLT. You Samaritans, John 4.22, you Samaritans know so little about the one you worship. So Jesus did not say that they we're no, because there's a history to it. So he, he did not say that they we're worshipping a wrong God. There's a history to it. These Samaritans were a mixture. Hallelujah so of jewish and uh, uh, samaritans mixed mixed people so you 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 samaritans know so little about the one you worship while we jews know all about him for salvation comes through the jews and which is true jesus christ the jewish person hallelujah and that's from israel they king am i saying something to someone so you and i can't do no real true worship unless we know who we are worshipping. Because, look, when you are reading the Bible, I was reading the Bible, and I got to Psalm, and I was reading about God who says he knows our frailties. He knows he has compassion on us like a father has compassion on his son. Because he knows our frailties and knows that he remembers that we are dust. So he has compassion on those who fear him. But by the time you finish reading that, you I mean, you worship him. Because you've, you, you've seen how deep his mercy is. When, when, when you know how great he is, the Bible says in John, Genesis 1, 1 to, to 3, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2, and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of the Lord was, uh, was moving. Verse 2, and the spirit, verse 2 please, and the spirit of the Lord moved upon the surface of the waters. 3, and God said, let there be light. When you read the, 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 the account of the creation, is fantastic. By the time you finish that, you should say, wow, how great thou art. When you read about how he made the sun, how he made light, how he made the stars, how he, he, he separated sun from uh, uh, darkness, and you uh, 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 even in, 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 in science, you see that there's a line that separates light and darkness, day and night. There's the you know so many things i don't want to even start on on that i mean you would only just worship him how great that art what i see the stars i hear the rolling thunder i can only say that you are great but if you don't know him how will you know if you've not read about how great he is if you've not read about his might his his might is boundless is you can't it, it it it's it, you can't even fathom the greatness of God, the beauty of God, how awesome He is. That's why the angels were crying, "Holy, holy, holy." The Bible says that in the year King Uzziah died, Isaiah was prophesying, going around to the church or I mean the temple or whatever. And then one day, as he kept on going, in the year the specific year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. I think it's Isaiah is it uh, uh, six or something. I, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Verse 1. I saw the Lord high and lifted up. I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Verse 2. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. Think about it. Each one had six wings. Seraphim. There are different types of angels. There are archangels, they are cherubims, they are seraphims, they are angels. Different types of I mean, angels. Now, these are high-level angels too. Seraphims. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. And with two, he covered his feet. And with two, he did fly. Verse 3. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Ooh, glory with God. Verse 4. And the posts, I mean, the angels who were crying were so powerful that the posts of the door moved at the voice of, of him that cried. And the house was filled with smoke. Continue. When, 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 you, when you see God or you, see, you, you you read about him, what do you see? Then you'll you, you be able to worship him. I was praying just recently. And I was I, I, I didn't understand how god would would consider us or be mindful of us no wonder the bible says what who uh, what is man that thou art so mindful of him or the son of man that thou visited him that god will have to improve himself to us i mean we the great god who created angels you uni, the universe everything it doesn't make sense number two that he would become a man and have to Go through difficulty. It, it 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 beats my mind. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king. My eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Verse six. Then flew one of the serpents unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from the off the altar. What are you waiting for? And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. who hallelujah. That's all I'll say about worship. But uh, we've said too much about it for now. Not too much. There's still more to say, but we've said enough for now. Number two, the w- ability to wait. Who waiting on the Lord. The ability to wait. Deuteronomy 6. No, forget we can you can read that later 10 to 12. But let's look at Psalm 40 verse 1. Psalm 40 40, Psalm 40, and verse 1. I waited quickly. I rushed from the presence of the Lord so I could go to work. But someone will say that why well, am I against honest work? No. Why not say that I waited patiently for the Lord because I woke up an hour earlier and then I went to work. That means that I took less time on TV, social media, chatting, so that I could sleep an hour earlier so that I could pray and then go to work. How is that? Don't shut me down. i preach preaching go here. I waited patiently for the Lord. And it was because I waited patiently that he inclined unto me and heard my cry. Not all, but there could be some people who have been praying and have not received their results because just when God is about to instruct you about how to get the result, you are off. There we go. Or just when you are about to get the answer, Then your phone rings and you start to text or you go on Facebook or YouTube and not even that you are listening to, going for a message, a preaching to listen to. But you are going to check someone's picture. Oh, I'm preaching here. Hallelujah! Such a thing! (laughs) You are not waiting on the Lord. You need to wait patiently. Number two, waiting on the Lord also means taking your time and leaving God to act. Not acting for God. Like... Sarah did. Waiting on the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. And then we talked about did that wait upon the Lord? Let me just touch quickly on Psalm 65, verse 4. Just go through it and we'll go to the next. And then James 4, 8. Let's start from James 4, 8. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Draw nigh to God. Draw near to God. And he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your heart, ye double-minded. It's very clear that anytime time you are, it takes a lot of boldness or even self-control, which doesn't help. And I can't say self-control. Boldness and a certain forcefulness which will not help you or amount to anything to just pretend and tra- feel you are close to God when you are in sin and double-minded. So usually, when you are in sin, like Adam and Eve, you will run away from God. You will, There's no way you draw near to God. So God wants to let us know in advance that, look, draw near to God, and or draw near to me, and I'll draw near to you. But cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart, you double-minded, so that it will be easy for you to draw near. Because you see that there are two. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. And then the double-minded person does not have a pure heart. So purify your heart, you double-minded. Hallelujah. So the hands, the, the sinners' hands must be cleansed. Now you see that cleanse your hands, you sinners. Is, there's a lot to it, but Another time, all I'll say is that cleanse your hands is not only murder, lie, stealing, fornication, adultery. Cleanse your hands is how you use your hands, what you do, the things you say, the hatred, the seditions. Ye are they that separate yourselves, having not the spirit, so you cause divisions. Hallelujah. Thank God our church will not be causing divisions. Where is we are separating? No, you can't talk to this person. You only talk to this person, this person, and then you give all sorts of reasons why this person cannot be talked to. All those things. That's separating yourselves, having not the spirit. Hallelujah. So cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Includes those things. So how can you draw close to God deeply, a deep connection to God when you are involved in separating yourselves or causing divisions? What do you think? It's very, very important. Let me show you this. Am I preaching? Let's look at Jude 119. Or the same as Jude 19, but Jude 119. These be they who be separate. Sorry, these be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. Now look at it in NLT. Now they are here and they are the ones who are creating divisions among you. That's the word separate. That's what that word separate means. The ones who are creating divisions among you, they live by natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit living in them. So imagine you are someone who's causing division. That's why at the workplace, don't cause division because it happens in the workplace, where this group no, we can't, or among friends, or in this society, or in the church. No, 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 no. Or you start to persecute other uh, 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 believers, or am I? I'm preaching to somebody here, or you now start to gossip, you start to slander you start to give half-truths like the devil did because there's a difference between full truth and half-truth. You can say, I was in the meeting. But you won't say that I was in the meeting when it almost ended. Or you would not. or you say, I saw him do this. But you won't say that I wasn't sure. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Half-truths. Satan said, the, the, in the day you eat of this fruit, you will surely die. When you eat, no, sorry, God said if the day you eat of the tree of the fruit of this tree, you will surely die. But Satan said, You will not surely die. Your eyes will be opened. Their eyes were opened. So there was a part truth. But Satan lied and said, You will not surely die, because they died because of what they did. People who lie, people who steal. People who bear false witness. These are all, let's go back to our verse, James 4. These are all part of cleanse your hands, these sinners. When you read the Bible, the Old Testament, the New Testament, when it's talking about clean hands, it's talking about hands that have not shed innocent blood. It's talking about hands that are not bearing false witness against the neighbor. The clean hands are talking about hands that are pure and are not lying against, are not maltreating. Those are the clean hands when you read the Bible. If you do a Bible study. And purify your hearts. Because a double-minded person does not have a pure heart. A pure heart towards God will not give you double-mindedness. A double-minded person is saying, "God's Bible, ah, God said I will do this for you. Now, will God do it? Will God not do it? Or oh, maybe God will not do it. Or oh, what am I doing? You are double-minded about whether God is, has integrity. You are double-minded about whether God is... Was he he sleeping and woke up and wrote that? That's a double-minded. That's why God doesn't like doubt and double-mindedness. Why are you and I double-minded about a particular thing when it's clear in the Bible? It means our hearts are not pure. And also, we must also have pure hearts towards God. Where God is number one. All that matters is God. Everything else doesn't matter. And no wonder... Also, a pure heart cannot be full of fear. The Bible says perfect love casts out fear because fear has torment. And the one who is tormented is not made perfect in love. So you and I must get to the point where we are not double-minded about anything in the word of God. When God has said something, do not be double-minded about it. Abraham didn't have scripture because, I mean, where it's like, okay, I'm using the Bible. The Bible says, and I'm sticking to it. It was the voice of God that God, this conviction. Abraham had a heard from God, and God told him something. And Abraham was convicted to, to leave his father's house, convicted to sacrifice his son, convicted to do the things he did, and he did it. He wasn't double-minded. Hey, could it be the God of? Could it be God? no? That's why the Bible says he staggered not at the promise of God, because most people, including myself, who knows, most people. God, I pray that that's not the case, but you, you never know. I, you see, Abraham, God had promised him that it's from you and Sarah I'm going to bring the promise now sarah has sh- given a shortcut and has a son so abraham and sarah or ali sarah thought that the promise was going to come from ishmael or from hagar or ishmael yes but god said no the promise is not going to come from him it's going to come from the child from your loins and from sarah but at the point, I'm sure Abraham will be wondering, what's going on? It's been so long. Is it really, Did I not here, right? Is it really from Isaac, sorry, from Ishmael, or there is another to come, from Sarah? So the Bible says that Abraham staggered not at the promise of God because he was so old and his wife was also old and her womb, I mean, she had finished, no hope for children. So he staggered not at the promise of God. Against hope, he helped against hope. Because his mind was fixed and there was no double-mindedness. No wonder James chapter 1 verse 16, let's go to James 1 16, we know that verse. The Bible says, if any lack wisdom, I think from 14 to 17, if any lack wisdom, let them ask of God, which giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and does not withhold, does not a rebuke, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For a double-minded person, is, I'm surprised it's James 1, 14-17. For a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Unstable in all his ways. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. So a double-minded man, God is saying that a double-minded man or a doubtful man is unstable in all his ways. And that person should not expect to receive anything from God. Because remember that a double-minded, go back to James 4, 8 and look at it in the NLT. A double-minded person, this is very, very important. Because if you are double-minded, how are you going to draw near to him when you are not sure? Please be fast, okay? Draw close to God and God will draw close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you hypocrites. Look at it in... N R I V. Please quit me fast, please. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands ye sinners and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. One more time. Uh, ESV. Hallelujah. Very, very important. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. So, once you've made that uh, attempt, then God will also do His part. Look at First Peter chapter five. Let's start from verse four. First Peter five four. So, First Peter. Let me make sure. Yeah, first Peter. Okay, good. 5 4. Go to. Uh, five, yeah, verse, five. verse, verse five, 5. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Casting your care upon him, for he cared for you. But go back to verse. Um, go back to verse five and uh, five and six. Likewise, he younger, submit yourself unto the elder. Yea, all of you, be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility, for God resisted the proud. And give it grace unto the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. How are you going to be close to God or God be close to you when He's opposing you? Some of the things we are praying against, we are praying against God. What do I mean by that? If God is opposing you, it's worse than even the devil trying to oppose you. Because why am I saying that? Because if the devil is opposing you, you can rebuke him. And, and, and end it in jesus name but if god is opposing you are you going to say i cast you out the one who is opposing me you can't do that all you need to do is to just humble yourself that's the only solution god opposes the proud, giveth grace unto the humble so a person is opposed by god and praying 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 things are not working what do they need to do they need to humble themselves under the mighty hand of god and then he will exalt you and you will be in fellowship with him. Now, what does it mean to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God? We don't have the privilege that the sons of God had in uh, uh, Job. When the Bible says, And there was a day that the sons of God went to present themselves before God, and Satan also came with them. We don't have that privilege yet. But what we do have now is the best source of God himself, which is the Bible. So humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Is humble yourselves, therefore, under God's word. Because when you humble yourself under God's word, you are humbling yourself under God. Because God has exalted his, his, his word and him. This is an interesting thing. When I was reading this verse, let, let, let me, let me uh, show you something interesting. Then we'll move to the next. Uh, um. Okay. Let's look at Psalm 132 verse 1 and 2 but we're looking for verse 2 Psalm 138 Psalm 138 is that the right one? no uh, Psalm 138 verse 2 yes okay I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth for thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. Now look at it in uh, uh, NLT. And then we'll look at ESV and NASV. So that is a very good way to have Bible study. Don't just use one. Know the key source. The, the, the best translations and work around them. But I bow before your holy temple as I worship. I will give thanks to your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness because your promises are backed by all, your, all the honor of your name. Okay, down ESV. And I'll go to the most accurate translation, NASB. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. Because his his, name, you remember that his name and his word. Uh, Anyway, I won't finish now. Now, look at Egon, I will bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word according to all your name. So God's word and his name are great. God has exalted his word so high that when you, 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 you humble yourself under his word, you are humbling yourself under him. When you humble yourself under his word, you are humbling yourself under his name. When you humble yourself under his word, you are humbling yourself under him. When you humble yourself under his word, you are humbling yourself under him because he is Jesus. Jesus. I don't know that you're hearing what I'm talking about. So, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. You can't see Him physically to go and bow down and humble yourself. The only way is through His Word. You can have someone who follows the Bible. Person A. When the Bible says it, that settles it. I'm good. I'm a sticker for the Word. I'm good. There's not... I, I don't have anything but the Word. You have another person who 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 for who who is who who listens to that said the lord or, or 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 hears from people and himself what he feels but doesn't know the word he or she doesn't know the word or has not taken what he hears from others and what he feels and used the word to decide or, or to, to, to decipher whether it is correct or right or use the word as a sieve the person doesn't do it but the person is more mystical and that's said the lord and anointing holy spirit you have that then you have another person who is okay it's just me the bible says but i'll, I'll take it but i feel that there are deeper revelations that are not in the Bible, but the, the revelations I feel are from the Spirit. Are you getting this three? The first one is, the Bible says, full stop. The second one is, the Bible says, but let's focus more on what people say that are spiritual and what I feel with anointing. And you have the third person who, I mean, is mystical. Which of them is guaranteed to follow God well? The one who just says, just Bible, no, nothing, no spirits, nothing. When I say no spirits, I don't mean no Holy Spirit. No who, that said the, the one with just a Bible who do well. Because what does it mean to walk by the Spirit? They that, they that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. What does it mean? They that are led by the Spirit of God means they that are led by the Word of God. Because Jesus said that the Holy Spirit, when is he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of himself. For whatsoever he heareth from me, that shall he speak. So the Holy Spirit has come to testify of Jesus Christ. He has not come to say anything about himself. He's only come to glorify Jesus and to testify of Jesus and to speak of Jesus or to speak of the word because Jesus is the word. So who that said the Lord? If you don't submit it to this, you'll be surprised when you get to heaven. And you realize that you've missed out on so many things. Are you getting what I'm saying? Very, very important. So when the Bible says that, submit yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time. He knew what he was talking about. (laughs) I thought I'll I'll, I'll finish this and start another, but it's okay there's only one more point a couple more points but Psalm 65 verse 4 <laughs> Hallelujah 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 blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest, who hallelujah to approach unto thee so very important okay let me just go through the one who has been chosen to approach will be satisfied in God's courts and the goodness of his house, even his holy temple. That's why church is important. Oh, I have church at home. It's up to you, but I'll follow the Bible, which says his temple, holy temple. Oh, bam, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Okay. What about his house? Now, the one who has been chosen and caused to approach. Is this is a very important. This is a critical part before I end. We'll, we'll do the next one next week. God, and I'll jump in quickly. Now, who is the one who has been chosen and has been caught who and ha, has been chosen and is being caused to approach? Number one, God decides to just bless and by his will chooses some people and makes them approach him gives them the heart and the desire to approach him. Because blessed is the one whom you choose and you cause to approach. Because Jesus said, no one can come to me except the Father which sends me draws them unto me and I'll raise them up in the last day. So God sometimes, in fact, it is God who would choose us and cause us to approach. But very important, you first have to heed to God's choice of selecting you and causing you to approach him, when you do that, then he will draw near to you. I don't know if that makes sense. So what I'm saying is that the one who has been chosen is the one who God has caused to approach and has heeded to it and is approaching. Because it is not in us. It is not in us to, 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 to do what we want to do or what God wants us to do. Isaiah 53, 6 says, For we as sheep have all gone astray. Each one has gone his own way. But the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Philippians 2, 13. Make sure it's 13 and not 14. Uh, Philippians 2, 13 says, For it is God who works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So it means that... Okay, good. Then you can go back to uh, Psalm 65, verse 4. So the one who is approaching God is the one who has been given the heart to approach God and is making use of that grace to approach him. And the person starts to approach God and then God starts to draw near. So every single person who is approaching God, it is God who chose them and caused them to approach. But many people decide to ignore the promptings of God to approach him and therefore don't approach him. And God does not continue to cause them to approach him because the first one they didn't do. Does that make sense? Shall I repeat that again? Oh, you're you, you, okay. So what I'm saying is that, initially, it's God who choose you and I to approach unto him. But what is the choosing to approach? It's a feeling. It's a desire god i feel like, then you start feeling like approaching unto god but the only way to approach unto god is to read your bible is to pray that, that, that i don't that's the only way to pray read your bible seek after him so when god has given you the desire to approach some people say i'll do it tomorrow i'll do it next week i'll do it the following week oh i'm busy oh i have to work oh let me call this person. i'm chasing this guy oh i want to marry him oh i like this all, all sorts of things so because of that they put it on pause. And because they put it on pause, they are not approaching. And after all, God will just relax for some time until maybe another time. But the people who have the desire and are acting on the desire are approaching. And then God starts to approach, James 4, 8. And then as God starts to approach onto them, then he gives them greater desires of approach and it increases. That's why the desires to approach unto God keep growing more and more. It's not just a one-time desire. Keeps it continues so you and I. It is in our best interest to pray to God and tell Him that I want to be near you. Help me by your Holy Spirit to draw near to you. And when you see that He is causing you to approach, act on it. How do you act upon it, Lord? Even by praying, Lord, I want to do it, but you said it is you who gives me the ability, the desire, and the ability to. So, Lord, I want to bat. I'm so busy, I'm so tired, I'm so troubled, I have so many things, so Lord, help me. That is the prayer, that's approaching, that, that is it, because prayer doesn't mean that every time, hey, uh, hey, uh. That's, that. there's more to prayer than that. Prayer is sitting down and saying, God, I, I, help me. So prayer is just sitting down and spending an hour and maybe only speaking sometimes for maybe 20 minutes or 30 minutes, but just talking, chatting with him. Prayer doesn't have to be some wild thing. That's what the wild things we do. They are critical for our lives. But there are times that you just need to sit down in the cool of the day and just chat with God. Then you are approaching because approaching means you are telling him God. This thing is hard for me or help me. me. I want to do it in my heart, but it, the life is, thing, there are so many things surrounding me, so many things are making things difficult for me. So God, give me the desire, strengthen my desire, and give me the grace to act by your Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is our helper. The Holy Spirit is our paraclete or paracletos. The Holy Spirit is the one who has been called us, my time is up. The Holy Spirit has, is the one who has been called alongside to help us so why do we not use the holy spirit because many times the holy spirit is aside waiting he's our ever-present help in our time of need he is our helper he's our advocate he's our comforter he's our strengthener but we are there he's there waiting all we need to do is to say in jesus name i need the strength of the holy spirit to do this thing and he'll be there but he's waiting for us we are crying oh god weeping weeping and he's just there, ready to help. But he's the gentleman. He's, he's just waiting. And we are weeping, oh, and we are we are perplexed when he's there to help. So when we, we through the power of the Holy Spirit are able to approach unto God, then what then what will happen? Then God will draw near to you. And when God is drawing near to us, oh hallelujah! Because you are approaching. As you are approaching then God sees that you're approaching because he blesses us and causes us to approach. As we are approaching, then we start to draw near because you see that God, he's good. Wow, I love it. I love to read his word. Oh, I feel so good. Wow, it is awesome. Wow, let me continue to draw near. This is so good. Oh, I love the word. Oh, I can't wait to read the word again. Oh, I can't wait to get deep in it. Ah, this is so good. Then you start to draw near. Then, as you draw near, he also begins to draw near to you. Then, he gives you more grace to continue to draw near. Oh, like Moses said, Lord, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your grace and give me more grace. If I have found grace in your sight, I've already gotten grace, but I'm asking for more grace, otherwise I won't leave. It shows that we grow from grace to grace. There are higher levels of grace that we need to attain and we'll continue to attain till we die. In the same way, there are higher levels, deep, called unto deep. There are deep parts of God. There are deep relationships in God that you and I can experience. Who, the Bible says, Enoch walked with God and was not. What a relationship. What a deep relationship. Abraham was called the friend of God. The friend of God. Who? Glory to God. The Bible says, Abraham, uh, is the, the, Moses spoke to God mouth to mouth, mouth as a man speaker to a friend. That's because there was a deep relationship. He, he spent 40 days it's not easy to spend 40 days and 40 nights in, in, in the mountain with no food. He didn't carry a sack of provision and fridge and fire you know 40 days, 40 nights alone in the wilderness. when God saw that this man is quiet time he's serious about it then God said, okay Moses saw his feet who his feet God, the God of the universe feet and saw his back. And God spoke to him like, we are speaking. Hello, how are you? Oh, hey! But that is because of the approach. May you and I approach God so that he will draw us near to himself, so that we will draw near to him and he will draw near to us. But it starts by praying. We can't do it with our own strength. Pray so that the God through his Holy Spirit will give us the grace to approach join here and to wait upon him wait upon him it, two hours will not be enough four hours will not be enough sometimes i spend time i don't i don't like even talking about it because some you have to be sure that you are seeing it you want to, you don't want to lose your reward but sometimes i spend hours with the lord and i don't want to leave i'm like oh man, i get upset that i have to leave even though i've spent many hours with him because it's sweet taste and see that the lord is good all to God. i'm not at of word i'm just out of time we'll continue god with it next week hallelujah let's just speak to the lord and ask the lord to give us the grace to draw near to draw near lord give me the grace to draw near to you i want to draw near to you lord i want to know you more i want to know your heart give me the grace to wait on you i want to wait on you wait on you i want to depend upon you i want to wait all I want to do is to wait on you, I want to love you more, I want to worship you, I want to be like you, I want to be like you, oh God, I want to dwell in your presence, I want to feast at your table, I want to be surrounded by your glory, speak to the Lord and ask him, you can't do it yourself, and God is so good that you don't need to be perfect, you can decide that God, give me the grace to pray and how I you miss it here and there. No problem. God is... Oh God. The Bible says he, we do not have a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. The key is that let's pray. Let's make the effort. Take the first step and God will continue. So let's pray. God, I want to do it. I want to be near you. I want to be where you are. I want to be dwelling in your presence. I want to be feasting at your table. I want to be surrounded by your glory. Oh God, help me help me by the holy spirit in the name of jesus christ if you are watching and you don't know jesus christ as your lord and savior if you know in your hearts that you are not born again and that if you die today you do not know whether you go to heaven or you know in your hearts that you are far away from god and you need help you need salvation you need your sins forgiven then i want you to repeat after me with all of us heavenly father I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, amen. God bless you all, amen and amen. Let's do it, we can do it. God God, God is so excited when he hears from us, more than we can ever imagine. Anytime we pray, he's so excited. God bless you all. We've gone past time. Let's quickly uh, take out a good offering, amen. Just a good offering. Pay your tithe, the offering, hallelujah. Give to the Lord because you love him. Give to the Lord bless his name you can text again you can have it on the screen and then i'll I'll repeat it for the online viewers who are not able to make it hallelujah shall we pray about offering is it coming up so that i can release it hallelujah so father god you you, it it will have it on the um description for those um, shall we pray. Father God bless our offering bless it indeed in Jesus name Amen. Hallelujah Father God we thank you and we honor you in Jesus name Amen. So God bless you all let me just share a word of blessing Father God we thank you for each and everyone who has watched we thank you for the grace, the grace the mercy, the grace the honor to approach you God even with everything that we do and we have you are the most important we pray that you cause us to approach unto you Your word says it is you who works in us both to will and to do of your good pleasure so work in our hearts work in each and every one of us to will to please you to will to do your will to will to honor you to will to love you to will and to do of your good pleasure let our love for you grow so high so high Lord increase our love for you show us how to love you make us vessels that honor you in everything we do may we place great wealth on you O oh God in the name of Jesus and we pray may the Lord bless you and keep you may the Lord Jesus cause his face to shine upon you may he lift up his countenance upon you and may he give you peace in Jesus name Amen and amen God bless you all God bless you and shalom shalom